in a relationship, if you're not being completely yourself, your partner is getting to know somebody else. Welcome to the podcast for men who are ready to lead their most expansive and courageous lives. Thank you for joining us on this adventure where we'll be questioning old paradigms and architecting new ways to live, laugh, and love. I'm Gareth Pickering. And I'm Matt Dazi. We believe that your story could contain the key that unlocks someone else's healing. So we connect with humans from all walks of life as they share their journeys from chaos to courage. So if you're ready to experience the ease and flow that come from living an expansive and well-crafted life, you're in the right place. This is the Call to Courage podcast. All right, y'all. Welcome to the Call to Courage podcast. This is Matt Dazi coming to you from Thailand. I'm joined with uh, by Gareth Pickering coming from Guatemala. How are you doing today, Gareth? How you, Matt? Good to be back here and creating with you again. We've had a little break since we did the first three episodes and just to get into episode four called Get Clear on Who You Need to Be in Partnership. Yeah, this is episode four of our six-part mini-series where we are giving practical tools and advice for you to easily implement into your relating lives. And yeah, in preparation for this episode, Gareth, I was really meditating on this idea of authenticity, of if you're trying to be somebody that you're not, or if you show up in an inauthentic way to your relationship, you're doomed. You're doomed from the start because your partner, first of all, is getting to know uh, a version of you that's not real, that's not authentic. And as long as that relationship is in place, you're going to have to keep up this story that you've created, this lie that you've sort of woven for as, as for the length of the entirety of the relationship. And that's that's a ridiculous task, especially if you want to leave, live a, a peaceful, harmonious, joyful type of type of relating. And then the longer you wait to come clean on whatever that piece of of, of inauthentic, uh, inauthenticity was, the more it digs in and erodes into the trust that you build up in relating. So, yeah, important piece of the puzzle here, showing up as your full authentic self from the beginning. It's, it's something I recognize in my own relating style and um, it doesn't always reveal itself as a inverted commas lie. For me, I recognize that being inauthentic, I sometimes dressed up as a, a story around caretaking and what that looks like in practice for me is a part of me that wants to always be the happy-go-lucky guy, yet in some of my most important partnerships or friendships, if somebody asked me how I was doing, I would say, yeah, things are great and show up as the positive guy that I thought everybody wanted me to be so that I didn't have to dump my shit on them is actually not being very kind at all because genuinely what forms a the basis of a trustworthy relationship is being authentically you, as you said. And so if I am sitting with you and you ask me how things are going and I'm not authentically myself, I'm essentially creating a distrust in our connection that you can essentially feel. And when we do that for long enough in partnerships, it eventually starts to fall apart as we pretend to be somebody that we're not. So yeah, I recognize this part of myself and it's been such an important piece for me to unwind in my relating, intimate relationships, but in friendships as well, which is 
show up authentically and be a hundred percent honest with what is genuinely a love because that's really the glue that builds the trust in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I was I was actually looking back at some of my past relationships and trying to identify pieces of me that weren't showing up in my full authenticity. And I was remembering this one connection that I got into where I pretended from the beginning that I was okay with open relating when in truth mm-hmm. I had never done it before and it scared <laughs> the hell out of me. And I ended up being in this partnership for like six months, eight months, something like that. And it took uh, a few times of her connecting with another lover and just nights and days and weeks of agony and, and suffering before I really came clean about it in a lot of different ways with her and uh, shouting and screaming and emotional, just horribleness. And it was really all because I entered into that relationship without being true to myself and without being honest with her around that. Cause I wanted to get with her because I was attracted to her because of all the things that I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I, I bent the rules on, on my own authenticity and I paid the price. This, um, what we're talking about now actually links back to episode one of this mini series, which is getting clear on your desires. And I think there's something in your story there, bro, which is your desires were for connection and you gave a part of yourself away through inauthenticity to caretake the other person in the hope that it might work and go on the exploration. But in many ways, you sort of, you failed yourself. You let yourself go to a place that you didn't feel safe in and it affected the relationship. Yeah. And you know, the more I look at it as well with that relationship and others that when you bend the rules and you bend that authenticity and you go inauthentic in one area, it becomes sort of like mm-hmm. a plague that can that can seep through all these other different areas of the of the connection. And with my mm-hmm. with my current partnership, my wife, Aitana, we we clear our our baggage immediately. Like when we catch ourselves not being truthful or when there's something wrong with us emotionally or if we're upset or triggered by the other person, like we own that right away and we go to bed every night knowing that we are in true authenticity with each other. And it's such a beautiful way to relate. It's like keeping it current and actually episode five, the one that we're going to create after this, we're going to go deeper into triggers, but for the purposes of this, I'd like to share a story as well as a resource that really supported me in getting clear on just how important authenticity is. And it's become a pillar of, my personal life, one of the values that I hold most dear now, and the value is called radical honesty. And it's important to me for the reasons that I shared, because in the past where I wasn't completely honest with somebody else because I was caretaking them or because I wanted to show up as the fun, always happy guy, that was the very thing that broke down those relationships. And so while I was traveling probably about seven or eight years ago, I read a book called Lying, by Sam Harris. And it's not a long book. It's more like a long essay, probably about 70 pages or something like that. And the book talks about radical honesty and just how even small lies or inauthenticities dressed up as kindness is essentially on a plane of violence. Like essentially being inauthentic is 
almost violent to the other person in a way that they don't get the truth of who it is that they're talking to and they don't have all the right information with which to form the basis of their relationship, to be able to form the basis of the connection. And as I read this book, I recognized just how many places in my life I had been slightly dishonest as a way to keep my personal brand up or to caretake other people or to keep other people happy. And actually, instead of it being kind, it was just creating a complete mess in my life. And yeah, I'm so grateful that that book came into my life. And Matt, you and I have shared quite a bit of conversations around radical honesty. But as I started to look at that book and that way of being, which is really owning in real time, like you said you do with Aitana, exactly what your needs are, exactly when you're triggered, exactly what you want, listening to the other person and continually being honest, my life has become so much more simple and so much more clear as a result of doing that. And I'll I'll share a story that I've shared on this podcast before, but it's it's really one of the best that I have that's, I think it's been important for me because it was the time where I saw radical honesty really supporting me and my partnership. And I was in Mexico and I met a girl on Tinder and we went on a couple of dates and we connected intimately after about a week. And somewhere along in our relating, I recognized that she was looking for really a long-term partner, like a someone to journey life with. And I was at a stage of my travels where I was going to be in Mexico for a couple of weeks before heading off somewhere else. And I recognized in that moment that there was a part of me that was, I knew that my desire was to keep connecting with this beautiful human for another couple of weeks, but she wasn't my long-term forever partner. And so when we went for lunch one day, I said to her, listen, I need to let you know that for me, my desire at the moment is to continue this connection for the next few weeks. But when I leave Mexico, I, I don't see that this partnership is going to continue. And she, the news hit her pretty hard. And there was a part of me that was like, mm, like feeling uncomfortable that I'd made the other person feel perhaps a little bit of pain as a result of my honesty. And she said to me, thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. I'm sort of looking for a, a more longer term partner. And I think that we should stop seeing each other. And we had, we finished the lunch and we went our separate ways. And I noticed a part of me that went back into my old story that sounded like, fuck, if I had just not spoken about that, I could have continued to get my needs met and continue to connect with her for the next few weeks and have this amazing experience that we were having, traveling Mexico, going surfing, going camping, all the things that we'd been doing. Yeah. And there's a version of me that just would have not owned that piece and rather dealt with the challenges at the end of the connection and still had the next three weeks of doing what I wanted. Yeah. Doing and, that awkward, like uh, goodbye at the airport where you don't really know if you're yeah. going to see each other again. Well, you know, but she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, yes, that. And that was essentially what, what I did. We left that lunch and I was like, okay, well, at least I've been honest. And a couple of days later, she phoned me and said, listen, can we go for dinner? And I was like, cool. We sat down at dinner and she said, thank you so much for being honest and I really appreciate it. I understand where you're at and I want to continue this connection knowing full well that you're going to go. And we had the most beautiful next three weeks where both of us were on the same page and I think it's probably one of the first times that I've really been able to own that. And to this day, her and I are still friends and we've had, yeah, just such a beautiful, deep friendship and the time that we spent together was so amazing because I was able to own that piece she was able to make 
an informed decision with all the cards on the table. And I really recognized in that moment just how powerful being who you really are and being authentically honest is in the service of relationship. So good. I, I, I think that's such a powerful story. And I remember when you were going through that, you were telling me it for the first time and, and how that was really like a, a pivot point, like a switch where you, you changed your pattern. Because, I mean, we're mm -hmm. creatures of habit, we're creatures of pattern, and history will repeat itself if you let it. And so what I want to do real quick is just put an exercise out for all of our listeners to get out a piece of paper and look at your past connections, your past partnerships, and see if you can identify different areas of, of yourself or the way that you showed up to those connections that was misaligned with your authenticity or was slightly dishonest or whatever the thing might be because the work is to identify how um, how how we function what are our patterns what our patterns are and to consciously change them and so yeah like i said in preparation for this episode i went back and examined a handful of my old partnerships and i could see in every single one of them different ways where where i didn't show up authentically and when we identify that, we can carry with us into the future, into our future connections, um, uh, greater intention around um, expressing who we are and, and really doing the work to figure out what we want as we build new partnerships for the first time. It's such a great exercise. And I think um, hopefully you're going through this mini series and you've got a notebook of the notes that you're making but going back and doing these reflection processes is going to be an ongoing journey, just like the decluttering process that we spoke about in episode two. You're going to recognize other places in your past relationships where you have run a specific pattern that didn't serve you. And what I do want to say is radical honesty isn't easy, especially if you have a history of running these patterns where you where you are maybe aren't authentic, where you do go into caretaking, where you do go into being a version of yourself that you're not actually authentically yourself, it isn't easy to break those things. It wasn't easy for me to sit down at lunch with this woman and say, actually, I can see we want different things here. That wasn't an easy thing to do for. At that stage, the easy thing was go with what's always worked. And that is, yeah, let's see how we go. Pretend, 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 get my needs met, and then have some chaos unfold at the end you said the awkward goodbye at the airport that's that was a pattern that i knew well so this process isn't easy but it is kind and it is clear and that's really the basis of this mini series is recognizing that when you're very clear with the people that you're relating with that that's the most kindness that you can bring because then they have all the information to be able to decide how this relationship supports them and as you said matt when you're current and clear with your partner you know that there's nothing between you that's going to create any energetic swirls or potential blowups in the future. Absolutely. It's an amazing place to be. All right. So we're going to dive into episode four, which is going to go a little bit more into triggers. But for now, go through the process of recognizing in your past where you haven't been authentically yourself. If you're interested in that book called Lying by Sam Harris, check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. And if you're following along, we are recruiting for our upcoming training called Clear Relating, which is a six-week relationship training camp for men, which starts on the 13th of March. We are going to be sharing in a lot more depth some of the tools that we unpack in this mini-series. And really, it's done with the basis that clarity is kindness, 
And we look at relationship through all three phases of a relationship. Phase one is selecting and engaging in a relationship. That's the phase of getting to know somebody, getting clear on what you want, attracting and manifesting somebody into your life. We share tools and strategies to support you through the sustaining phase. That's where both Matt and myself are at the moment in a committed partnership. And we share the tools that we are using inside our partnerships at the moment for clear relating. And then it circles back around to relationship endings and transitions where we share a set of tools and practices that we can use similar to the one that we've used here, where you go back and reflect on your past relationships to see where you haven't been authentically yourself where you're carrying old stories and old trauma that isn't supporting your current partnerships. And as you start to integrate those, you find a clear space to move back into phase one, which is the phase of selecting and manifesting new partnerships. So if you're keen to find out more about that training, we'll include a link in the show notes as well. Thanks for checking out this episode and we'll see you in episode four. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Gareth. Good to be here and see you guys later.